When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, to get started. Welcome to The Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata, Akashic Records reader, psychic sleuth, and spiritual guide. Thank you to all of you who are um, joining me today and that have been following this podcast. I so, so appreciate you. And thank you to all of you that are new to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. Today's episode is called Finding Gratitude. Hashtag moving in the time of COVID part two. Yes, I am moving again. Um, I just moved at the end of July from Colorado to California. So, well, technically I moved from Colorado to Reno, Nevada, and was living with my parents for seven weeks. And then I moved to California. (laughs) So, holy moly, it is a lot And before I get into everything, I just looked at my stats and I just hit 400 downloads. So yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm really trying to um, build up listenership 
And if there are certain topics that you would like to um, have me explore more, or if you have any stories you'd like to share with me, please go ahead and um, visit my website, ancientbodyworks.co, or you can reach me on Facebook at The Infinite Dance and on Twitter at Infinite Dance 8 and on YouTube at The Infinite Dance. Lots of ways to reach me. Um, but yeah, if you have some stories you'd like to share, I would love to hear them and um, share them on the podcast because I really, really started this number one, to give myself some sanity during the pandemic and having my business closed down and reestablishing. And number two, to, to stay connected and hopefully give other people a chance to know you're not alone in all these different situations we found ourselves in, a lot of us in multitude in a short amount of time. And so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot and having support is huge. And so that's where I came into gratitude and I'm recording this on my last night at the house I've been living at in um, the Las Sierras of California. And I've been here all, all fall through winter and now through spring. And I think I'm safe to say most of us consider the winter 2020 to 2021 was extremely hard, was so difficult, no storm needed. <laughs> you know, we barely had any snow, unfortunately, and it was just so intense. So I always think. What, what is the beauty? What is the lessons when I'm not in the thick of it? Because of course, when you're in the thick of your lessons, it's really hard to step back and, and not be a little upset or be a little like, okay, what do I do now? Right. You have to rethink, renegotiate your space, your time, what you're doing. So it can be a lot. So I'm sitting here, I've been packing and the house I have been in, I'm going to give you, so I'm going to set the stage for where this gratitude, which I, I always try to find gratitude. Like I said, when I can, you know, it's beautiful here. There's these beautiful pines and fir trees all around me and rivers and little mountain lakes everywhere. And so, you know, if I could hike every day, that would be excellent, um, which I do. I hike, I hike often. And so that's a, a nice solace for me and uh, an avenue of for gratitude and staying within the gratitude um, so I'm going to set the stage for where all this kind of change and how 
how do I stay in the gratitude part through all the difficult um, turns and dips? So the house I've been living in, my folks purchased it as an investment property and to help me get back on my feet. So, of course, back many people had to close their businesses by government mandate, and I was one of those people. And because my lease was up, I, you know, a couple months after, we all were in shutdown mode um, the end of March last year. I, I said, well, I might as well move back near family. We don't know what's going to happen, you know, to any of us during this time. You know, everything was so uncertain. And so it seemed like a perfect opportunity to be back near them and, you know, for them to help. And then also to have, you know, a property that they could maybe rent out down the road if it wasn't something that would work out for me um, or, or, you know, just have a, a property like that. So the plan was, right, there's always a plan. After having my practice shut down and moving to this new area, you know, and I'm from California, I'm from Northern California, I'm from near this area, but the exact town I'm in, I've never lived in before. And it's a lot smaller than any of the other Northern California towns I had lived in. And, um, the plan was to continue to receive the pandemic unemployment assistance, um, which it was from Colorado to California, right. And then to get some kind of online work because it was still uncertain. I wasn't going to open up an office again in uncertain times. I mean, I already had to close one down, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. So, I thought, let's get some remote work going, customer service, nothing that you need a special degree or anything for, you know, and I know people and I've done this kind of work before in, I'm, there's probably a lot because, you know, there's just a lot of, um, everybody was ordering online and doing things, um, on the interwebs. So I thought, okay, that'll be good while I try to rebuild the practice, get better at marketing, you know, have money to do that and, you know, start living a life again and and essentially starting from scratch. I mean, most of my clients back in Colorado, about 90%, 85, 90% were in person, even though the kind of work I do, the Akashic readings, the chakra clearings, the guided meditations, the trainings, they can all be done online. But a lot of that work that I had done or was doing every, every, you know, week, every month was in person. And so then it's okay. How do I get myself, you know, situated online, which of course can be done. Um, so seems easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? Well, it would be if when I went to switch from the Colorado pandemic unemployment assistance to California, I got disqualified. They were, at least they told me I was disqualified. I mean, first they said I was eligible and they said, okay, this is how much you received. Send us this paperwork. We need this ID. We need, th- we need this, 
piece of paperwork, whatever, whatever. So I sent it all in and they said, oh, you're, you know, that doesn't work. And they didn't say why. But then I realized I had given them a Colorado driver's license. So I, I said, okay, let me go get my California driver's license. So I did. And I had sent them in a temporary because I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just keep, you know, giving them, sending them letters and whatnot through the mail because it is almost impossible to get them on the phone. I've talked to somebody once in the whole time I've been here, took two months to get through. And I was, I think number 13 in line. And I thought I had won the lotto. I mean, it was just like, Oh, Oh, oh my God. Um, because they're so inundated that they tell you, um, you know, you get to a certain prompt and they are like, you know, we can't even put you in line, call back later. And so that's just the, what everybody's hearing because there's so many of us. So I kept thinking, well, that's fine. I'll get work. You know, I'll, I'd rather work, you know, um, I appreciate the assistance and of course, and we'll take it, but if I can work and have that, you know, that's, I know this sounds weird, but it's almost easier, you know, if you have a job and you know, you, you do the work and then you get paid for the work then going through all these hoops, or at least it's proven here. Um, so then a second letter came back and said, that, you know, the ID didn't work. And so at least they gave me a reason. So I was like, okay. So I felt at least I knew and I'm still trying to call and I'll send them again, you know, more information um, because they have it where you appeal. And I don't even know what that entails. I don't know if I want to know, <laughs> but of course I will correspond with them in any way I can to find out. So um, I have applied for, I don't even know how many jobs in, you know, in-person little around the town jobs and online, of course, customer service and around the town jobs, meaning like, you know, at, um, a store or, um, at an animal shelter, I think I applied and I have been rejected by every single one or, or I just don't hear anything. So after a certain amount of rejections, uh, there's some weeks where I just don't even apply because I just don't want to be rejected again so quickly. Um, you know, at first it was like, okay, yeah, it'll take a while. I'm sure there's a lot of other people in my position, but after a while it was like, you know, it really started to mess with my head and I know I'm supposed to do my work. I know I'm supposed to do the Akashic work and the Akashic readings as my source of income, but I'm also in a new area in life. I'm trying to rebuild. So, you know, I need money universe help. <laughs> um, so it, it was really it was really hard for a while there to wrap my head around, okay, what do I do? You know, what, what do I do? Exactly. What's going to start bringing in money so that I can start to, to do the things that I know how to do. And all the funds had pretty much dried up. I mean, everything that I had personally or had gotten from the unemployment assistance, moving was expensive. I think I had like $3,000 in car and a car 
repair right before I left. And then on top of everything, I don't know how you would even call this, like the, the turd cherry on the, on the, the crap cake, the house I'm in, the water and the electricity alone are $700 a month. I'm in a 1200 square foot ranch style home. I, um, that's a plane ticket somewhere. That is so many things. (laughs) I could put that into my business. I could hire somebody to help market me. Um, because I'm not, I, I, that's just a tougher, um, area, you know, for me to get into. I, I have a little bit of a clue, but, um, I could definitely use somebody who that's their wheelhouse to guide me. And so, it's like, are are you kidding? Wow. Right. And we knew the water was slightly more expensive, um, in the area. We did not know the house was all electric before we moved in. Well, we were told it was, um, gas heated and it was listed as gas heated. And boy, I mean, I've never paid anything like that with multiple roommates. So I, um, yeah, <laughs> So instead of going completely cuckoo and crazy, it's like, okay, let's just get out of this situation and get onto something that's more reasonable for your utilities. Um, So amongst all of it, amongst all the different like no ways and are you kidding me's and rejections and, you know, all the plans, right. That we had set out that again, seemed like they are an easy thing to execute. That wouldn't be hard. It wasn't like I was, you know, looking for uh, instant practice. Um, you know, it was, I was taking these steps, you know, band aid job, things like that. It was really, you know, there was, I mean, there was some major, major lows. And of course, with all the energies that are going on and in the world and collectively, we're, you know, I know I'm not the only one that has experienced this and we we haven't been around each other as much. And even though, you know, I've accessed more online than I ever have in my life, you know, having a Facebook presence and a Uh, Instagram and trying to break into YouTube and things like that. It's still, it's not in person, right? It's not that in person, um, seeing the eye to eye. I mean, we get a little bit and I started the Facebook group to this podcast for that too, because I realized there's, I know there's other people that are going through very similar things and struggling. Like what in the heck, (laughs) you know, because there were a lot of us that had to completely change our lives and it, it, things stopped, things stopped the way we knew them, um, for good for the most part. And the rest of the world didn't, you know, the bills didn't stop. And so many have been so gracious, which is so nice and understanding but you know, a lot haven't, or, you know, they get to a certain point like, Oh yeah, we're not 
um, helping out with COVID anymore, even though we're like all still in masks and, you know, nothing is quite as it was or will it ever be? Let's, let's face that. And, and that's ultimately, I know going to be a really good thing. Um, but for the time being, you know, we're in this transition time and it is very, very tough. So I started to think of all the things I'm grateful for and not just little things, you know, I have my little gratitude, um, I do daily and with my meditations and when I'm in the bath, um, which I have definitely gone to taking more baths than I ever have. Um, I think looking for that, that comfort and okay, how, what, what's gonna, what's gonna come next or what's it gonna look like? you know, trying to get that clarity. Um, so the, the big things that I started to be grateful for was my entrepreneurial spirit. I've always been one to start up a business or, or be willing to take the risk. And I, here I started this podcast and even though it's not a financially feasible sustaining, um, thing at this time, it has made me feel so much, so much hope. And it let, allowed me to talk my talk, my speak. Um, you know, I've, I've spent this whole time of COVID secluded you know, I, I alone and secluded, um, being in the smaller town, it's very secluded from a lot of things. So having the outlet has been so amazing, so amazing. So if you do tune in, um, you know, every week or here, I really appreciate you beyond because it's, it's really it's been such a light. It has been such a light to do this. I also started a store on Etsy offering the infinite pillow. And I started making these pillows about four years ago uh, for clients. And I originally called them Buckwheat Hall Booby Bolsters because a lot of my clients, when they were face down on a massage table, they needed, they always needed some extra support, not all, a lot of them on their chest and sometimes on their hips. And so I would, you know, usually use like a rolled up towel. This was for years. And then I started to go, okay, well, how can I help them? Like what would be helpful? Well, I started sleeping on a buckwheat hull pillow at night for, and, and I've been sleeping on one for 20 years now. So I thought, oh, let's use that same principle of the buckwheat hulls because they're antimicrobial. And once you place them, they don't move. So you can really kind of ease in and it, you can form it to your body, which is great. And then it doesn't move. So I started to make the pillows and they're just so wonderful. I do infuse each one with Reiki and each one comes with its own little mantra and so I started a store. So that's, I'm so grateful 
for that. I am so incredibly grateful for my time with the healing trees of the area I live in. I am surrounded, like surrounded 360 degrees by lodgepole pines, Douglas fir. Um, Oh, there's a bunch of other pines and firs that I'm going to, I'm forgetting all the different names, but they are everywhere. And firs are such generational healers and being that I am in this home and in this close dynamic with my parents who I haven't been physically near for 15 years has been, I mean, probably divine timing, right? (laughs) We're all in this collective dark night of our ego. Some people call it dark night of the soul, which includes a lot of generational healing. We're going to get into generational curses and generational patterns that were like, does this really need to continue? You know, like I want to have a relationship with you, but this dynamic doesn't work so much. And so here I have these trees that offer, offer that support and they are, they're tough. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that right now. They are, they are supportive. They're very supportive, but it is like, You know, there's no, I mean, it's right there. It's they're in your face and literally they're like, so there's some parts of my house. They, they should probably, probably be cut down because they're too close to the home. And it really does mimic the time we're in right now. You know, we, we are all being faced with stuff. I mean, you know, right up in your face. I mean, nothing is kind of around, Oh, maybe it's this or that or passive. Mm-mm. Everything is so just dead center, right up. You're going to pay attention to it now. You have no choice, no choice. And so these trees have also <laughs> let me know about that, but they've also been such, such like a big hug. A lot of times when I take my hikes, they, I just feel like I'm getting a hug from them. Um, I know, oh, go hug a tree. So hippie. I'm very, I'm very hippie. Um, so that is fine. But I feel like I'm really getting a hug from them when I go on these hikes. And sometimes when I step out um, of my front door. So another thing I'm so grateful for. And... One of the biggest things I'm grateful for, and I hope I could make it through this without crying because I couldn't make it through it without crying when I was prepping. So you might hear some tears here, which is good. It is so good. But, you know, I'm so grateful for my, to my folks and all their assistance. You know, during a time when every plan that we all, we've all kind of, you know, agreed upon. We agreed upon everything. We agreed upon, hey, maybe we can help you. And I said, okay, I accept. Thank you. You know, um, they said, we're here for you. And we'll help you get through this. And that was huge because it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard when... You're doing it all on your own. 
And when you have a crap day or you get that upteenth rejection letter and you don't have anybody to talk to about it, it's it just stays within you. And, you know, luckily I journal and you, you guys know I meditate all the time. And having them say, you know, it's going to be okay. And we're here has been the the biggest showing. I mean, I always knew they have always, you know, shown me unconditional love. And I've learned that from them. You know, I won't know childbirth in this lifetime, so I won't know what that's like to do with a parent and a child as the parent, but I know that so much so as the child, you know, as, as their child and, you know, I know I'm loved and that is such a beautiful thing. I feel extra grateful, extra grateful Because I think of all the people that are in my situation and they don't have that support. And I just think how devastating it could be without somebody to go, listen, you know, these are things that are out of your control. You know, nobody knew the pandemic was coming. And that we would have a government mandate to close certain businesses down. And then all the things that happened that I stated in the beginning of this pod of this episode. So I am very, so very grateful, extra grateful (laughs) that I have support in all the ways by loving parents. So thanks, mom and dad. And I get extra grateful. I feel extra grateful and then I get extra grateful (laughs) feeling. You know, I couldn't have recorded this episode two months ago or even two days ago. I mean, it's already still so raw and um uh, there's probably no way I I don't care what time of my life it would be I probably couldn't make it through this episode without crying but there has been a lot of resistance too which has made it even harder um from my siblings and they have been both said things like Like, essentially, you shouldn't have received or accepted help from mom and dad. You know, they should just be retired and doing retired things. Well, God, yeah, that was the plan was to come out here and have a work, have a life again, doing me, you know, and then being able to help my parents. I mean, I thought, oh, I'll be closer so then I could 
you know, meet up with my, my folks for dinner or go have coffee with my mom or go for walks and, you know, all the things do lymphatic drainage with my mom. She really likes that. And, you know, it wasn't so much about just me receiving things or assistance. That was not a part of the plan. Um, or that it would be stressful, or that the house wouldn't turn out to be the the house we thought it would be, right? It wasn't a good transition house. It was too expensive. You know, you don't pay high utilities when you're trying to rebuild from scratch. You know, you want the kind of the more normal rates uh, when you're trying to do that. Um, but to have people I thought would be supportive of what's going on, not be, and and not just not be supportive because everybody's busy and everybody has their stuff. They do families. Holy heck. Right. I can only imagine if I did have, well, I remember what it was like when I did have uh, a spouse, but if I had kids on top of that, I can only imagine how crazy that would make everything, you know, so it's not even like wanting the support. It's having the resistance or the sh- the blaming and the shaming, you know, of this dynamic that completely threw me off guard. And, you know, it really stung and it really, really hurt. And when I step back, right, when we step back after we get past the initial blows, And I realized how, you know, where, where is that coming from even? Because if the tables were flipped and they have been, they very well have been. I would be so, and I have been so thankful that I have a family that is so supportive right? Parents that are supportive of me and or my siblings and my, and their grandkids that are extremely supportive. So, I mean, isn't that what family is all about? And this situation won't last forever. I mean, it's gone on longer than I would have ever wanted it to be. And, but so the resistance has made it hard too of of trying to blame and shame me and I get shown back or brought back to the give and the take, right? The it's fulfilling for somebody to be able to give and as hard as it can be to receive assistance, it is also very good for the soul to do that. And having that dynamic is kind of what my business, my ancient body works. So that's, I'm the infinite dance and that's the name of this podcast, but my, excuse me, my practice, the Akashic records, chakra clearing, guided meditations, um, are under ancient body works and my logo. So if you go to my website or you go to my Instagram, you'll see, and you'll see it on a lot of my, um, advertising and whatnot is my logo and it's my, I call her my meditating alien. And I've been drawing her since I was like 22 or three. 
And I just had her become digital, I don't know, like five years ago, maybe. But she's taking the gesture of no fear. So she has her right hand up and her left hand is, um, her right hand is by her side, almost like she was taking an oath. And the left hand is um, near, like if you're sitting in cross-legged position, your left hand would be um, palm up, almost on that on that knee that's um, kind of crossed in. And that gesture has the mantra of, by giving and receiving equally, we bring harmony into our lives. And I couldn't think of a more perfect or harmonious dynamic of a relationship to practice that with than with your 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 family and your parents and It's hard to find gratitude in these tough times. It is so, so hard, but it's possible. And I know by staying grateful for the good, I mean, sometimes that's all you have, right? When all the other things are so uncertain and up in the air, it's like you just have the gratitude practice because there's always something, you know, I've got to you know, a couple stacks of soap <laughs> or, you know, um, a bag of lemons. I, I like to keep citrus in my house. So I always feel great when I have lemons and limes in my fridge, uh, an abundance of those. Um, but I am so grateful to be able to experience this with two people that have and continue to teach me so much and especially unconditional love. So that's a pretty awesome thing to be grateful for. And I don't take any of it for granted. And I try to give back as much as I can, um, not just to them, but to the communities that I live in because I know that cycle is just so wonderful to be on either end, um, to give and to receive both. And I think being grateful for these experiences is is pretty, pretty up there too. It's pretty up there to try to be grateful for the experiences that are so mind, they're not numbing, but mind boggling, <laughs> right? They don't make sense in the mental body. But that's a whole other episode, I think, <laughs> you know, when we come from heart space, you know, and, and when somebody is coming, where are they coming from when something is unkind or is, is, 
you know, th- that was pretty unkind. It, it, it wasn't even something I had to translate to others. It just came through as such. But I do have a good tribe of folks that lift me up and continue to let me know that, yes, <laughs> you are you are doing just fine. And I know by continuing to stay grateful and focusing on that and not the hard stuff, not the not the the mean things that are said. And again, not not to ignore them ever. Um, you know, I'm I'm in major boundary mode. You know, if something happens and I'm like, nope, <laughs> you're not going there. You're not saying that to me. And we're not continuing this dynamic. And so I think that's really important too. So anyways, if you would like to try the gesture of no fear with your right hand up and your left hand, right hand facing out, palm facing out, left hand facing up towards the sky and repeating the mantra by giving and receiving equally, we bring harmony into our lives. If you would like to have a private reading, you can book a session at ancientbodyworks.co. My Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the infinite dance. Listener support is always welcome. Any amount really helps to keep this podcast going. And you can follow me on Twitter at infinite dance, the number eight. I'm on Instagram as Ancient Body Works right now. And then I'm on YouTube as The Infinite Dance. And again, those Patreons are great because there's guided meditations and bonus episodes for you to delve into. And again, I hope this is always beneficial and helpful when I share my personal stories with you. Um, It is hard, but I know, excuse me. I am not the only one that has gone through these kinds of scenarios and these kinds of interactions. And so if it can let you give you a little bit of hope or a little bit of ease in, in your journey, that is, that is my goal with this ultimately. So keep peeling back the layers and keep, asking yourselves and others, may I have this dance?